Kelly throws the slide. Man's wide open. Time. Room. Bullseye. What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome to episode two of the Crease Dive presented by Barstool Sports, your one-stop shop for that stick talk for lax rats, by lax rats. I'm Jordy from Barstool. Joined alongside me, as always, is Robbie O. Rob, how are we doing today? Yo, yo, what's going on, Jordy? Nothing much, nothing much. It is a it is a hectic week over here on on my front. Uh, you know, mentioned before, I'm a Philly guy, so we got the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. So you know, I, I know the college lacrosse season is starting up this weekend, but right now my mind is set on this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a little bit of a predicament. I'm a New York Giants fan, so you're supposed to hate the Patriots, and you're supposed to obviously hate the Eagles. But I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one. I think you guys deserve a Super Bowl. It's about time. I feel bad for you guys. Yeah, let me tell you, if if the Eagles somehow manage to take down this dynasty on Sunday, this city is going to be a fucking war zone right off. I mean, it is going to be absolutely bananas here. Like you can you can feel it in the air already. This this city is is ready to break and and that riot is going to be one of the most glorious things that I'll ever take part of. So, you know, right now my, uh, you know, my mind is definitely set on that. With that being said, this weekend is the first official weekend of the division one college lacrosse season. Let's go. We have, we have a first game of division one lacrosse tomorrow. We got Fernand versus Vermont, two teams that hate each other. I think, you know, I, I don't even know that, but I'm going to say the first two weeks of college lacrosse is their rivalries. You got Towson, Hopkins, you got Maryland, Navy, you got Air Force, Denver. Let's make Furman, Vermont. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely no love lost between that right there. I mean, Furman, Vermont, this is, you know, everybody's going to be tuning in and everybody is going to be just living it up for this game. I am excited. I mean, college across is in the air. Once the Super Bowl hits, we said it last episode, once the Super Bowl hits, college across is in the air. Now here's the thing. I did get a uh, a, a little hint from uh, looks like someone who might be a uh, former Vermont player told us to keep an eye out for Ian McKay, Ian Mackey of Vermont. So I mean that. Hey, if if you guys are out there and uh, you know you're you're looking for some teams to put some coin on this weekend, I'm guessing you put you put it on the uh, the Vermont over because I'm getting raving reviews for this Ian McKay. Uh, so it sounds like he's going to go off for a ton of goals this weekend. But again, college lacrosse season starting up this weekend, and there is no better sign that the college lacrosse season is upon us than when the Albany roster roster picks come out. I mean, it has become one of the greatest traditions in all of college lacrosse. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at these Albany goons, uh, picture to picture. I mean, you just did the top seven on the blog, and that's what everyone saw. But, I mean, you go down the entire roster, they have it down to a T. It's become a science at this point. Yeah, and, I mean, so like I said last weekend, or last week, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, a, you know, an Albany hipster in the sense that, you know, I've, I've been on the Albany bandwagon for quite a few years now. Um, and it all started with these roster, with these roster head picks. And, you know, you look at them this year and like you said, they just keep getting better year by year. We'll throw out a link to the blog again, but you know, you, you go down the list, you've got guys like Davis diamond. I mean, 
it, it's it's tough to talk about these headshots here on a, on a podcast forum. It's kind of bad radio here talking about the way that these guys look when it's only an audio podcast. But I mean, this kid looks like he is not of this world. He looks like he is just he's from another universe. You got you got guys like, you know, guys like Matt Eccles who are coming in. And, and for those of you who don't know, the Eccles family is they're legends up at Albany. I mean, they've, they've got oldest brother, Derek, they got middle brother, Sean. Now they've got a new freshman up with the Danes, Matt Eccles and this entire family. They are just wild boys all around. Yeah. I think my favorite's still going to have to be, uh, this freshman, uh, Kyle Casey with the black eye. I, and I don't know if it's painted on or if this psychopath just started taking punches in the eye before the picks that's and and that's what i'm thinking i mean this is unless he just randomly got into a fight the week before and it just so happened to work out perfectly for the for the roster picks but i have a feeling that these these guys that up at albany are so fucking out of their mind that that a kid like kyle casey a freshman would willingly take a punch straight to the eye just so that he has a black eye for that roster pick and that just goes to show what kind of team that this is. Yeah, no, they're super gritty, and they've kind of set a staple around uh, college across from Division One to Division Three for these kind of bizarre, wacky uh, headshots. Yeah, it's it's definitely a movement that is sweeping the nation. So, uh, you know, if anybody out there, if 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 your team has just absolute savages in the roster picks. If you've got some wild boys on your team who, who have great roster picks, feel free to send those in on Twitter and Instagram to at the crease dive. Uh, slide right into our DMs. Shoot us funny videos, uh, clips, highlights, uh, crazy shit with your boys uh, involved in lacrosse, anything like that at the crease dive on Twitter and Instagram. Those DMs are always open. But listen, I don't want people to start thinking that we're strictly an Albany podcast. I, I know that we're going to end up talking about them a lot throughout the season, but you know, there's still plenty of other teams in the country that we got to show some love to. So let's talk about the first media poll of the season. Uh, you know, there is, I mean, you, you look at it year after year and, you know, you see the teams that are up at the top and you know that it is just going to be a bloodbath of a college across season. So the Maverick men's division one media poll top five, right off the bat, we've got Duke, Maryland, Albany, Denver, Yale. I mean, all, all five of those teams I could see playing on Memorial day, Monday. So uh, you know, what What are your thoughts on this media poll? I thought Duke getting number one over Maryland. I kind of saw that coming. Uh, Duke received 552 points. Um, do you think Maryland was number two because of these seniors that left after the national championship? That was my one question I had. Yeah, I mean, that's it's just such a tough class to lose. I mean, th those are guys who just who created a culture of being dominant at Maryland. And I know that Maryland's always been, you know, kind of a blue blood program in college lacrosse, but you know, those guys like, like Heacock and Rambo, I mean, those are guys who really set Maryland over the top as a program. So, you know, losing them, losing that leadership's definitely going to hurt. I mean, they still got, you know, a strong crop of players. I mean, everybody who's playing lacrosse for Maryland right now, besides the freshmen has been to, the final four weekends. So, I mean, obviously they've got plenty of guys who have been there before. They got a great team, but I do think losing that, that that leadership group from last year, you know, that, that, that allows Duke to slide up there to that number one spot. 
No, for sure, for sure. And now talking about that number one spot, we saw it last year. It was a new team every single week. It was Duke, it was Syracuse, it was Maryland, it was Rutgers. Does the number one curse transfer over to this 2018-2019 season? Or 2018 season, sorry. In in a more selfish sense, I really hope that it does because that's just great for content. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would love to see a team go wire to wire. I, I think that, you know, I'm somebody who can appreciate dominance. I'm somebody who can, you know, really respect a, a dominant team. But as far as content goes, as far as giving us stuff to talk about, uh, last year was incredible with, you know, the number one team going down pretty much every single week for like six weeks straight at least. Um, so you know, I think that college lacrosse is great when it's a shit show at the top. Um, you know, and then there are also plenty of other teams that are going to be moving in and out of those, you know, about those last five spots in, in the rankings. I mean, you look at some teams that are that are in there right now. You got BU at 20, uh, you know, other teams that, you know, you're not usually used to seeing them stay in the top 20 all year. Um, you know, you got Marquette in there at 17. Uh, you know, we've got, you know, Virginia, who's a team who has been, you know, had a few down years in a row. They're, they're at 15. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if they, uh, if they can keep themselves in this top 20 as the season goes on. Yeah, and uh, real quick, any teams that catch your eye, you're like, holy shit, how are they in the top 20? Honestly, not not really. I, I mean, these are all teams. I, I said this last week. There's, you know, there's like 25 really good lacrosse teams in the country, 25 teams who I could really see in the top 20. Um, you know, and then the rest of the teams in the country, like those, you know, I guess there's, you know, 50, 60 other teams that playing Division One lacrosse, um, you know, and you know, you can you can tell that those teams aren't necessarily ready to make that jump yet. But as of all the teams that are currently in this media poll top twenty, I I, th- I think that they deserve to be there. But you know, who knows? I, the college lacrosse season is, especially in the beginning of the year with this shitty weather, is going to be chaotic. So you know, we'll we'll see how many of these guys stay in there all year, and we'll see how many of these guys stay in, you know, even to next week. Uh, but you know, that kind of brings me up to a point here where, you know. There are plenty of places on the internet where where you can get takes on you know rankings, media polls, whatever. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk about the rankings and media polls as the season goes on. But realistically, I mean, our takes don't mean shit. Like, you know, you have a media poll today; it could look completely different next week after a few teams go down. So, you know, talking about polls, talking about rankings, like. You know, it's it's fun for a little bit, but again, none of it means shit. Like your take doesn't mean shit. My take doesn't mean shit. Everybody's take on the rankings doesn't mean shit because it could always change. What doesn't change, however, is there there are very few things, very few philosophies in lacrosse that I fully buy into. And I'm gonna get to my point here. One of them, low to high to the day I die. Number two, if you're a lefty, you never put the stick in your right hand. Lefties for life, fuck a right hand. Number three, look good, feel good, play good. And here's where I'm getting to right now because because you can be a top 20 team in the country by the media poll, but that doesn't mean shit if your team looks like ass on the field. So what we're going to do right now is is we're going to go throughout some of the bigger conferences in the country, and we're going to talk about what teams deserve to have themselves great years, 
based on uniform and gear alone. So uh, so let's just hop right into the, again, we're, we're going to stick to mostly the bigger conferences here. No disrespect to some of those smaller conferences that don't quite make it that far in the tournament, but we got to kind of keep this one short. So let's go right off the bat with the ACC, the godfather conference of college across. What what team has you know just the sexiest look out of the ACC for you? Uh, I'm I'm pretty biased. I'm gonna go with Syracuse. Uh, that orange and blue. Uh, my high school was orange and blue. Uh, I have a lot of Syracuse running through my blood. People forget that I played at Syracuse for my fifth year to get my master's there. It was only uh, for three months until my master's program got in the way. But you cannot knock their jersey combinations. I know you, Jordy. You're not a fan of the whole Nike tank top look, but I think it's fresh. They, they look fast, that orange, white, blue, like they're always changing it up. One day they'll have a white helmet, next game they'll go all orange, keep it real clean. Then they'll have a blue lid out of nowhere. I think from head to toe, Syracuse has the most swagger in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, first off, a uh, nice little humble brag there that not <laughs> only did you go to Syracuse to play lacrosse, but you also got your masters. So, uh, you know, We'll, uh, we'll have to come up with a humble brag alert there. I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I love Syracuse. I, I grew up, the you know, just like pretty much everyone our age, one of the biggest Mikey Powell fans there is. So, you know, especially when Syracuse throws on those throwback uniforms, I mean, I don't think that there's a better look in college lacrosse. Uh, orange and blue just go together so well. And, you know, they're a team where, like I said, I those Nike tank top jerseys, they suck, but – Syracuse is so swaggy that they usually find a way around it to make it look good. Um, you know, another team who I really love their look in the ACC. Um, I, I love Notre Dame. I love the gold buckets for Notre Dame. I mean, it's something that's, that's unique to them. It's something that they pull off really well. My only issue with Notre Dame this year is the Cascade S. Listen, I, I know for a fact that the Cascade R was the most perfect lacrosse helmet that humans will ever come up with. I mean, that thing is, it, when you think of a lacrosse helmet, it is the perfect combination of, of style, protection, whatever you want. The R was incredible. The S, the S kind of fucks up Notre Dame here because for those of you who don't know, that all Cascade S's, they're going to have a little black strip going down the chin. I, I guess that that's maybe shock absorption if you get hit with a shot or something like that but that little black strip in the chin on notre dame's gold buckets it it really throws everything off a little bit so you know notre dame when they're just rocking straight gold all over the place i think is is one of the you know sexier teams in college across but with that with that cascade s they're gonna lose a few points so i'm i'm with you right there i got syracuse coming out of the acc yeah now moving on to the american east conference but first of all can you imagine if notre dame football just a player just had a black piece of duct tape across the helmet that's what's gonna look like it just doesn't go yeah i mean it's it's actually it's a slap in the face of the tradition so i think cascade's gonna need to figure something out about that all right american east conference who do you have now like i said i'm you know i'm always going to be biased with Albany and for good reason though. I mean, they're a team that looks great playing on the field. Their style of play is fantastic. They also have a bunch of really great looks. So I, I do really enjoy Albany, but I also love Vermont. I mean, I, I don't know if maybe this is a, you know, this might be like a hockey guy thing in me, but you know, I, I look at Vermont 
you know, I, I, I see what they're working with, the green and the yellow. It's, it's just a really good look, especially in the beginning of the season when there's a little bit of snow on the turf and that green and yellow really pops. Um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, you, you don't really see a ton of green and yellow in college cross. You also got a team like Siena who has that same look. But Vermont is is a sneaky, sneaky, just awesome uniform team that I don't think a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my dustiest out of this conference is gonna be Binghamton. Just not a fan of their uniform style at all. My my yeah. favorite here is gonna be uh, UMBC. That yellow black with the dog. I don't know. It's, I think it's kind of cool. It's unique. It reminds you of uh, like you said, your hockey guy, the Boston Bruins. Kind of pulled off. They have the black alternates. My only issue with UMBC is so they're black and yellow and they're so close to Towson as, as at least geographically, who's also black and yellow. And I think that Towson just mops the floor with their uniform. So it, it's just, if UMBC wasn't so close geographically to Towson, maybe I could let them kind of swing there, but just being that close and getting your colors just completely cucked by Towson. It, it's, it's just a tough look for me. I do agree though, that, that they do look good. Yeah, I, I think I just have Pat Young rocking the 44 in those jerseys in my head. Uh, moving on to the Big East, who do you have? So Big East, uh, now here's, you know, here's something where I think a lot of people in the lacrosse world, they, they've got a lot of strong feelings either one way or another on Warrior Helmets. Um, I personally, I, I'm actually a big, I think that the Warrior Bucket is a great look. The Warrior Evo, is, it's not... It's not the Cascade R. I'm, I'm not going to put it on that same playing field, but it's also not the STX Stallion. So, you know, I think that a team who can really rock a, a Warrior Evo well, um, you know, deserves all the credit for that. And that's, you know, that's a team like Denver. I mean, they, mm -hmm. you know, they, they've got this look to them where, you know, they just exude excellence from their uniform. Um, and I don't know if anybody saw, we'll, we'll put a picture out on, on the social channels, uh, later on this week, but so Denver, they've got a, a, a two-tone face mask. Now we've seen two-tone face masks for, for years now in college lacrosse, but here's how we've never seen it before on the outside of their face mask. It is, it is a, a gold, you know, just to really pull the entire helmet together on the inside of the face mask is a matte black. And what that does is it doesn't let the chrome fuck with your eyes when you're playing in the sun. So, you know, that's something that you're not really going to be able to see if you're just watching them on TV. But when you know that they have that going on and they took that much, they paid that close attention to detail with their uniforms, you got to love that. Yeah. And I mean, it's not only just about the helmets. I mean, you said Denver does pull off the Warrior. And I think, yeah, you're either far left or far right when it comes to the Warrior gear. But they're unis. They always integrate those those mountains into them. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and, and Georgetown's a, a team that usually has a, a real classic look. You know, you look at them and it's like, that's, you know, that's what a lacrosse team is supposed to look like. I just hope that, you know, they kind of, in my personal opinion, they, they just got to, the navy blue helmet looks really great. I'm not a huge fan of when they go total gray because that's kind of the team that Georgetown has kind of evolved into. They're kind of a gray team where you, you almost forget that they're there. Um, so when they're wearing gray, it, it's it's too much. So you got to have that navy blue. Um, just make yourselves pop a little bit more. But I think that Georgetown, for me at least, is, is a close second in that conference. 
Uh, for me, it's either between Denver and Villanova, and I'm just going to go Villanova. I like the dark the dark blue with the light blue. I think that clash is real nice. Uh, they got the Navy Cascade set up. Can't really go wrong. Super clean. So that's just going to be a hard Villanova for me, actually. V's up for the Wildcats. V's Moving up. on, we are going to stop into the CAA. Uh Coming in here, uh, you know, first, I, I know that you've got a little bias in uh, in the CAA. So let, actually, let's get your take on this first. Um, as far as UMass goes, we didn't have the best Adidas Warrior com- combinations. I think our uniforms, they weren't stitched. They looked really ragtag. The helmets were pretty eh. It's when the Warrior was kind of just kind of figuring it out before the whole two-tone deal. We had Matt. We were like one of the first teams to have Matt, so that was pretty cool. But here, uh, I know I kind of picked um, UMBC going there, but Towson uniforms for me here. Uh, when they were when they were in Memorial Day weekend, they looked they looked awesome. Yeah. So I mean that that unif- the the black jersey, black shorts with the with the white bucket. Um, I mean that that run that they had last year mixed with those jerseys. Um, I mean, that's going to go down as a classic look, uh, especially with a guy like, you know, like Ryan Drenner, who's just rocking the flow, rocking the tilt. Um, I mean, it, it was just it was beautiful all around. Um, so Towson, Towson is definitely a heavy, heavy hitter, not only in the CAA, but in the entire nation with those uniforms. Um, you know, I also got to show uh, I got to show a little love to my boys at Drexel. Um, you know, I, they've uh, you know they've been integrating a, f- a few new ideas into their into their uniforms. They've been uh, breaking out some throwback uniforms. So you know they're they're chipping away. Towson's got a heavy lead on the CAA, but Drexel's been coming up with some new stuff. They've they've got some buckets that look fire. Uh, another uh, another warrior school. So you know Drexel, they're they're gonna close the gap eventually. It's just that Towson has such a head start over everybody that it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I like it. And then moving on to the Ivy League and going off of Drexel with the Warrior, my pick in the Ivy is going to be Princeton. I was actually just on their Instagram page today and I don't know, there's just something about the orange, the black with the Warrior. It kind of works for them. They, I feel like they were one of the first schools to be Warrior, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're all their pads. I mean, I know if you're a Division One team and you're sponsored by Warrior, you're going to get your emblem stitched onto your elbow pads, but that P and the whole, their whole kit is just, it's fucking fire. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like our brains are on the same wavelength here because Princeton against and is going to, is just, I'm biased. Obviously I'm a Philly guy, huge flyers fan. So anytime that you put black and orange together, um, it's just really going to speak to, to my soul. Um, you know, and it's, it's going to make it move, but Princeton does. A, and again, I'm a sucker for throwbacks. If you put, if you throw any throwback uniform in my face, I'm going to love it. But especially when Princeton puts together these throwbacks last year, they, it, it's heavy on the stripes. Um, you know, and you're watching a kid like Michael Sowers just snap ankles and put ankles right back into his pocket. Uh, you know, you see him dicing up the field wearing that Princeton throwback and wearing orange and black, just like my flyers. It's, I mean, it's an incredible look. So Princeton, 
you know, we're on the same wavelength there. They're, they're my leaders in the clubhouse. And, uh, and speaking of being on the same wavelength as we move towards the Big Ten, I think we're both going to agree who's got the dustiest jerseys in the Big Ten. Uh, but who is your favorite? And also, you know, it just surprised me. Who's your who's your least favorite here? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to rag on them now, and I'm going to rag on them for the rest of the time. Ohio State is just an, an ugly, ugly team. Um, doesn't mean that they're not good, but they're just ugly as hell. Um, you know, here's, here's something what I want to say about the Big Ten, because I think that Michigan has all the, the potential in the world to be one of the best looking lacrosse schools in the country. Um, you know, but again, it's just that, that cascade S kind of, you know, kind of messes with them with the Wolverine stripes on the helmet. I mean, that S you look at the top of it, it's a little too boxy and, and the way that those Wolverine stripes go, it just doesn't flow. So they're a team who could actually probably benefit from making a switch over to warrior, having a more rounded helmet, really make that look like their, uh, you know, like their football team. Uh, so, you know, until Michigan figures out how much potential they have to work with there, I, I got to go with Maryland. Um, you know, as much as I'm a guy who, you know, I can't stand how much Maryland people love their flag. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you, someone from Mar- someone's from Maryland and all of a sudden they're every single bumper sticker on their car is the Maryland flag. Every single article of clothing that they wear has the Maryland flag on it. They beat off. I mean, you look at their Pornhub history, and it's probably all just Google images of the Maryland flag. Um, so you know, Maryland does incorporate that a lot into their uniforms, but they still pull it off so good. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of uh, it's kind of one of those things. Like, all right, like we get it. Like, we also get that you guys are an Under Armour school. Like, like Under Armour is a huge Maryland thing. I don't know, it's it's pretty in your face at this point. I I would love to see them change it up. Like you said, go a little old school, throw it back, get rid of the flag. Ah, don't get rid of the flag. Uh, my favorite here is going to be Rutgers. Uh, maybe a little biased because I got a couple boys that went to Rutgers and I'm from Jersey. But something about the Scarlet Knight. I know they're rocking all white lids for their first game. Those looked pretty nice on Instagram. So Rutgers is a sneaky team. Like even in the media poll, they're number eight. Like they're just sneaky all around. Yeah, uh, when when Rutgers does ice it out with those with those white lids, it is a good look, and uh, you know they're you know they're a team that you know you see the you know you see pictures of them running out of the tunnel. They they've usually got a flag or something as they're getting out there. So they're a team who you know a photogenic team, and that really stands out to me. Um, I would I would love to you know talk about Hopkins of the old, but you know again I I just. If, if you wear an STX stallion helmet, you are pretty much dead to me. So like I said, I, you know, low to high to the day you die. If you're a lefty, you keep that stick in your left hand, fuck your right hand and look good, feel good, play good. I mean, these are all truths of lacrosse. So if, if you're someone who's just looking for a team to, uh, you know, if you're new to the game, if you're a new fan to lacrosse and you're looking for a team to really follow this year, don't do your eyes a disservice and pick a shitty looking team go with the beauties, go with the teams that look good. Cause when you, when you look that hot, you're going to find yourself playing late into May. Uh, so that's enough about uh lacrosse fashion for this week. So uh, let's uh, let's just dive right into these games this weekend. Cause it looks like we have, we at least have, you know, five or six games to look forward to this weekend. Most of these games are going to be played on Saturday. Uh, and what we're going to do right now, we're, we're just going to go through, uh, you know, we're going to go through a little gambling lines here. So 
In case you guys don't follow them already, make sure to check out at Lax Vegas Lines on Twitter. That's uh, they're gonna have all the lines that we're gonna be going off of for all season. They they know their stuff. They put together these lines that are usually put out, you know, a few days before the games happen. Um, the lines are usually bang on. So that's again Lax Vegas Lines on Twitter. Make sure you follow them. Make sure you tell your bookie that they know what they're talking about. And let's all win a little bit of coin this week. So, uh, Robbie, what uh, what what lines are speaking to you right now? All right. So, Lax Vegas lines, they only do the top 20 teams in the country every week. And you got to direct message them uh, individually if you want another line for a game outside the top 20. So, we're going to be breaking down six games uh, this weekend that are in the top 20. The first one is UNC versus Lafayette College. UNC is favored seven and a half points. Now I went to Lafayette College. I finished up playing Lafayette College and I don't see this being a close one. I sorry boys, but I think UNC easily covers this one. But the only thing that UNC and I, I get it's a scrimmage, they just got absolutely mollywopped uh, against Loyola 16 to 5. I don't know if you knew that. But this game is I, I got I got you never you never want to get Molly You never want to get mollywops, rule number one. So what do you, what do you think about that? I, I got UNC minus seven and a half. This one's a gimme. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm right there with you for UNC. Uh the only thing that is that that I'll say is uh so UNC is going to Lafayette, correct? No, I, no, uh, Lafayette's gonna be flying all the way down there. And I and, and this will be first game jitters, but you're also gonna get some jet lag there. Yeah. Well so if if UNC is the home team, then yeah, that is an easy so seven and a half points. Um that I mean that's a big that's a big line um you know i i mean 15 to 5 is, is kind of something that that i could see um oh man seven and a half though that that is tough yeah now that we're talking about it that's 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 a lot of points that is that's tough especially for an opening game you don't quite know what the weather's going to be like uh you know in these february lacrosse games i could see carolina actually you know what Sorry, Lafayette, but go uh, get lost. Carolina covers. They, they cover big. They're, they're going up by 10. Moving on, we've got Duke and Air Force. We've seen this matchup before early in the season, and it uh, usually doesn't go the way that you'd expect it to go. We've talked about this last week. We'll talk about it again this week. I mean, Duke is just... They're, they're a team that never starts hot. They're always good for a few losses early on in the season. Uh, you know, and, and maybe maybe some of that has to do with the fact that they don't really do a fall ball. I, I, I don't really know if that's an actual excuse or not. They're just never good at starting off the season. With that being said, Air Force is a team who has had a, uh, well, a hectic offseason to, to put it uh you know, to put it lightly, I mean, they're, they're going to be down a lot of players for this game uh, as, as they've got a bunch of guys suspended for, uh, you know, hazing allegations. And so it's uh, it's definitely not a great time for Air Force lacrosse, which is why I think that this sets up perfectly for a, a year that Duke can get off, uh, get off the season right away with a big win, kind of build up that confidence early in February, which is something that we've never really seen from them before. So I do like Duke covering this five. If it were any other year and Air Force didn't, if they weren't dealing with suspensions, you know, I, I, I take Air Force outright. 
But Duke being favored five goals, I, I think that that's fair, and I think that they come away with that one by six or seven. Yeah, I, I'm going to actually fade you here. I'm going to go Air Force with the plus five. I think, <laughs> I'm telling you, and it, not only is the curse of the number one team, is it going to be in effect in 2018? It's also Duke in a, a first game. So I think it's going to be a sloppy game on both sides. Like you said, uh, Air Force, all those allegations and suspensions, they're missing some big names. But I think they play with a chip on their shoulder. They got snubbed. They were an honorable mention in the top 20. But I think they're going to come into Duke with a little bit of chip on their shoulder. Here's here's the thing. Air Force might have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, but Justin Gutterding has an entire bag of lays on his shoulder um, after being snubbed on that player of the year watch list. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, that's a game where he might, he'll probably cover the spread on his own. Um, like I said, if it was, if it were any other team, pretty much any other team in college lacrosse playing against Duke this week, I'd take them to at least cover the spread. Um, but since air force is, is just dealing with what they're dealing with. And because, you know, Justin Gutterding has, you know, everything to prove this season. Um, I'm going to go with Duke on that one. And then moving on to Penn state versus Villanova. Uh, the spread is minus three Penn state. I'm going minus three Penn State. I think those young players that we saw last year, first of all, this is going to be an offensive shootout all around. If you like high-scoring offenses, if you like fast-paced offenses, this is going to be the game. But like you said, it's a February in Pennsylvania. You don't know what what kind of weather you're going to get. So I could be very wrong. It could be very low-scoring. But I think you got those guys like Graham and Mac O'Keefe, they step up on the offensive side, have a couple of years under their belt, and uh, Penn State covers this three. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, those guys, uh, the Penn State attackmen are definitely going to be good to get loads and loads and loads of goals this season. Um, something to keep in mind here, Penn State and Villanova, both schools that are going to be pretty heavy with with Eagles fans on campus. Um, I mean, I have no idea what the, what the atmosphere at either of those schools are going to be for the rest of this week um, and over the weekend. So, you know, think about this, you know, you, you got, you got a game on, you know, on Saturday, Friday night, the entire campus is getting rowdy for the birds. You can't sleep. So, uh, you know, luckily that's going to affect both teams. So no team really gets that much of an advantage over it, but you know, I, I think that it, it might be a, a lower scoring game than we'd anticipate from seeing out of Penn state and Villanova if it were later in the year. Um, but I do like, I do like Penn state at that three. Um, but you, you never know what's, what's going to happen, especially if these guys aren't uh, getting a ton of sleep this week. Uh, moving on, we've got Rutgers at, and Robert Morris. Rutgers is favored five and a half. I got to be honest, I, I didn't give Rutgers any respect last year. I, I, I did not see them as good as they were. When they got ranked number one in the media polls, I just I never fully bought into Rutgers. And guess what? I don't know if I'm going to do it this year either. Um, So I I think that that Robert Morris is going to be one of those teams this year that just give people fits. I mean, they're, you know, I I don't really know a ton about Robert Morris, but I do know a trap team when I see one. Um, And I I think that, you know, it's tough to have a trap first game of the season, but I see Robert Morris kind of being that sneaky team all year that everyone's just like, these bastards are just ruining everything. So five and a half, I I think that that might be just a little too big for Rutgers to handle. I mean, they could get out of there with a win, but it's, it's going to be a tight one. I'm, I'm taking Robert Morris plus five and a half. 
I got Rutgers minus five and a half. You cannot disrespect the Scarlet Knights. I've I've been disrespecting them for a while. I don't know why. I don't have anything against Rutgers, but I just they're just not a team that I've bought into yet. I guess we'll have to see. Moving on to BU versus Providence. BU favored one goal. Who do you have? Eagles are playing against the Patriots on Sunday. I, I guess that BU and Providence are both in New England, but when I think of Pats fans, I'm mostly thinking about Boston. So the entire city of Boston can go fuck themselves right now. So I've got Providence coming away out. Let's go. I, yeah. Wow. I have that too. I have them not only with the plus one, I have them with the money line. I, I think they, uh, I think they sweep up. I mean, you can, you can prove me wrong. I mean, like we said in the beginning of the show, my takes might not mean shit, but I don't think BU should be a top 20 team. They're definitely top 25, but there were a couple of those honorable mentions that I think should be in front of them. I think Providence walks out of there with a win. Uh, moving on. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with you. Providence. Then Ohio State, last one. Ohio State versus Cleveland State. We saw this matchup last year. Ohio State favored minus eight and a half. Who do you have? Dude, I. I love Cleveland State. I mean, I don't, they're just a team that, you know, you think about lacrosse and the last city in America that you think of is probably Cleveland. I don't know if there's a, a big lacrosse scene there or what. Um, you know, I, I know that Ohio is pretty big on lacrosse, but like, I just do not see Cleveland as as a lacrosse school. I didn't even know that Cleveland State was a college before they got a program last year. Um, so I just love that. I, I just love that, you know, Cleveland State has a Division One lacrosse team, um, you know, and they're a team that, that I'm, I'm really going to get behind. And, and they're going to get a few wins this season. I mean, they, uh, you know, they're, they're going to keep bringing in recruits. And do they win this game against Ohio State? Obviously not. But I would love to see them come out here and just give Ohio State just a fit throughout the entire game. I mean, here's a team that was – playing in the you know they're in the national championship and all of a sudden they come out they open up the season with cleveland state and they're down at halftime so i see cleveland state covering that eight and a half they're not going to win but it's it's going to be a tight one yeah no i mean once i saw the picture of gucci Mane in the locker room in the cleveland state locker room with the stick behind his back and with the fur coat i'm like oh i'm all part of the cleveland state vikings i'm all for it i'm all i've always been like a dark horse underdog kind of kind of fan uh, but now I got Coach Myers coming in uh, with those dusty shut helmets and uh, taking care of business. I got Ohio State minus eight and a half. Oh, wow. Flipping it up on us. Yes, sir. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, so those are the lines for the for the top 20 games that are going on this weekend. Again, those can be found on Lax Vegas lines on Twitter. We're going to be using those lines all season long. Uh, so to end this uh, episode today, let's uh, let's get a lock. Let's get a mortal lock of the week from you, Robbie O. Who do you like the most? I got Providence plus one. That is my mortal lock. My mortal lock of the weekend, the Philadelphia Eagles. I actually, no, I don't want to make that my lock. I don't want to jinx my <laughs> My lock of the week is going to be Duke minus five against Air Force. This is a team that net, that you know has never had a strong start of the season, but I think that uh, I think the tides are going to be changing and they're going to be a team who is a force all season long. All right. And with that being said, make sure you guys are following our social media accounts at the crease dive on Twitter and Instagram slide right into our DMS. They are always open and 
Yeah, Jordy. Hey, let's go birds, baby. We'll see you all next week.